Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and today I have with me Stacy Brockmeyer. And I invited her to hang out with me today because we get questions all the time about starting podcasts. I think it's because we have a podcast. I think so, too. (laughs) I'm not sure it makes us experts on podcasts, but we get asked a lot of questions about them. I mean, we build a lot of websites and we integrate podcasts with websites. So I guess that makes us an expert in that. So I thought we would hang out today and marinate in the answer to the question, is a podcast right for your organization? And it's different. The answer is different for different organizations, right? So first, maybe we can talk through what the atmosphere for podcasting looks like, like how many podcasts are there? What's the competition out there? Then we're going to give you a few questions that you can ask yourself to solidify your decision. Is a podcast right for you? And then last but not least, we're going to give you some ideas because Stacey and I are ideas people. We love coming up with ideas. And so we want to empower you to come up with some fun ideas that might work for a podcast for your organization. And here's the deal. If you answer the questions and you're like, hey, a podcast is not right for me, still stick with us for those ideas because you can use these ideas in your social media. You can use it in your newsletters. You can use it on your blog. These are ideas that work everywhere in your regular recurring marketing. They do not just belong on a podcast. Podcasting is just a medium to distribute your regular content. Okay, folks. Yeah, I think I told you everything we're going to do now. So let's get to business. If you're a natural-born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The MayCreate team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. Okay, so we're going to start answering the question of is a podcast right for your organization by talking about what's going on in the podcasting universe right now. So starting back at the beginning of the podcasting universe, it turns out, according to the internet, that podcasting started back in 2004. What is insane about that is I had, at that time, I had a Nokia brick phone, you know, like the snake one in 2004. It was my very first phone, probably literally in 2004. I got it. Now, it's interesting that you associate podcasting with your phone because I actually do have a statistic about how people listen to podcasts. And it turns out that 73% of podcast listeners listen on their smartphone. I only listen to podcasts on my phone because I do it in the car. Yes. Ha ha. And 28% of U.S. adults listen to podcasts while driving. I don't know what parent has time to listen to them unless it's like after they go to bed and you're cleaning house or something like that. Every time I have a longish car trip that I'm either taking by myself or with my kids, I queue up all these podcasts to listen to. And then sometimes I think to myself, I really need to go on a car trip so that way I can listen to some podcasts and like get my like talk radio bucket filled. 
Monica, we just spoke about the early days of podcasting. How many podcasts are there now? Oh, man, there are five, 50. No, let me look. Let me look. I have the number. It is five million. That seems like not a lot, actually, because there are 600 million blogs as of 2023. I would very much say that podcasting is a new-ish thing. Like things are just starting to roll out with podcasting. So jumping into content marketing, which is basically what podcasting is if you're doing it for a marketing purpose. And content marketing is releasing content. It's like writing a blog post. You're releasing content out to the internet. You do it regularly. So that way you can meet people on a regular basis and bring them back to do business with you, right? So content marketing is a lot like network marketing, which is actually a business model, right? It's like the Mary Kay business model. So the people who really made money with Mary Kay are the people that started back when Mary Kay started in like 1963. But the people who started their blogs way back in the day, they still had this ever-growing population of people coming into their websites through their blogs. And we started our blog back in 2008. So now we have, I don't probably like 17,000 visitors a month to our blog because we've been blogging since then. It's like a a snowball effect, right? So getting into podcasting now would actually be a super solid marketing decision because there aren't as many podcasts to compete against for attention. And so if you're thinking about blogging and you're willing to compete with those 600 million blogs, then maybe if talking is easier for you, jumping on board to compete for attention with 5 million podcasts isn't that big of a deal. It's actually probably a lot easier. I know for me, I'm not a writer naturally. So to sit down and record a podcast or to speak to someone is so much easier for me than it is like to sit down and write because I'll just basically stare at my screen for a while. And then I have to make Monica edit everything. (laughs) I do edit everything. Or Elizabeth does. Yes. She's really good at it, too. But Stacey and I both have a background in education. So that makes sense. She was a teacher before she came to me. I have a minor in education. They taught us how to talk, really. All those leadership classes paid off, for sure. So what's cool is people are very aware of podcasting. I think that you probably would not be asking yourself the question, should my organization be podcasting, if you weren't aware of it, right? In a recent survey completed by Statista, do you think that's how you say it or do you think it's Statista? Statista sounds a little bit like a medication. Or it might (laughs) sound like I just used the Spanish pronunciation of it. Yeah. Which would make sense because I am way better at pronouncing things in Spanish like by reading them than I am in English. Well, because, it's because they only have one sound. Oh, I don't know. Some things have more than one sound. But yes, it's it very is different. way more straightforward. And I, you know, we just talked about this. I learned Spanish as an adult. And so since I learned it as a second language, I feel like I'm, I'm, I was better able to understand it as a conceptual whole. But we learn our native language as kids, and we learn it with our own accents. And so as I'm trying to teach my kids how to spell things, they're like, but that's not how we say crayon. That's not how we say milk. So they'll read it, and it's M-I-L-K, and they're like, no, it should be M-E-L-K, because that's how we say it. And I'm like, God, oh, you're so right. And so we, like, we say it wrong, and it's just meh. Okay, so that was a total bunny trail. But either way, so you know about podcasting, and here's the deal. 
So do 79% of other Americans, according to a recent survey in 2022 by Statista. And it's growing. That's what's the interesting, like it's it's in its infancy, right? Mm -hmm. So they estimate that by 2024, we should have another 20% increase in listeners. So there should be around 100 million listeners in the U.S. by 2024. And each week, more Americans, which the statistic is mind-blowing, more Americans listen to podcasts than have Netflix accounts. I literally thought everyone on the planet maybe had a Netflix account. Not the planet. In the United States, like we have kids, man. Netflix is it came out before Disney Plus. We had to have it. It's gold. My mom was always like, hey, Monica, it's great. You've got Netflix. You can pick what your kids watch. When you were little, we just had to deal with whatever was on the TV. So don't be mad at the TV. It's great. You can use it to educate your kids. What's really funny is that as my kids get more into watching sports and stuff, they're growing up. They're little boys and they're getting bigger. The commercials. They do not understand the concept of commercials on like during a football game. So it's pretty funny. I use commercials for market research. I'm like, ah. They're talking to humans over the age of 55. Look at that. Who knew? That's why I don't understand that commercial. (laughs) Speaking of ages, 50% of people between the ages of 12 and 34 listen to podcasts. And 43% of the respondents to the Statista survey between the ages of 35 and 54 had listened to a podcast in the last month. But the fastest growing audience for podcasts is 55 and up. Now, over 66% of the people that are listening to the podcast have a college degree, a bachelor's or higher, and an average annual household income of $75,000 or more. So why are we telling you these demographics? Because I want you to be thinking to yourself, are these the people that I want to talk to in my marketing? Are these the people that I need to connect with in order to grow my organization? And if the answer is yes, then maybe a podcast might be the right thing for you. Now, I know we're just throwing all these stats at you, but I do have two more that I want you to consider before we get to those questions to ask yourself to determine if a podcast is right for your organization. The United States accounts for nearly 50 percent, actually 47.9 percent of podcast listeners. And 80 percent of listeners listen to all or most of every podcast episode that they start, which makes me feel so good as a podcaster that they're not just abandoning me. I get married to my podcast. Like, I'm there a part of me. It's kind of like, you know, you made the decision that you were going to watch a movie and then you start the movie and you're like, this is not, I don't even, I don't like this thing. But sometimes I keep watching it anyway because I made the decision to watch the movie. <laughs> I'm not maybe quite that married to my podcast. If they're not good, I will stop listening to them. But produce a good podcast and I'll stick with you forever. Yeah. But I'm also – so remember when Ellis was born and I discovered NPR? I had not hung out in any type of talk radio environment until I had my daughter Ellis 12 years ago. And I remember just sitting in the rocking chair, nursing her and finding NPR. And there were people that would talk to me at any time of day and tell me stories. They were my best friends. And then when they were asking for money during their donation drive, I was like, heck yeah, I'll call in and give you money. You people are like my best friends. You got me through nursing my baby. And then I was just hooked on audiobooks and talk radio and podcasts from then on because 
it, it kept me company. They made me feel like I wasn't alone in the middle of the night. Yeah, it gives you this adult uh, conversation almost, one-sided, but still. Yes, and then when I don't know what to talk about with my husband at night, I turn on the sports radio on the way home from the office, so that way I have conversation starters for dinner. <laughs> okay, so back on topic. The questions that I would like you to ask yourself to determine if you should actually have a podcast for your organization. Because, of course, it's a great idea, you know, and all these ideas. And I actually, you know, just talked about this the other day with you guys. Just because you have an idea doesn't mean that you need to run with it. Just because you hear an idea doesn't mean it's the right thing for you. And sometimes we actually need to check out from getting more ideas and just do the things that we've already made decisions about. Like, don't get overwhelmed with it, all right? But the question I want you to ask yourself is, is talking a strength of yours? Because your marketing efforts need to be a combination of your strengths and your assets. So if you really hate talking and it's just like one syllable stumbling over the top of one another and you sit down in front of a microphone and it makes you want to throw up, you probably don't need to do a podcast. It's probably not the right form of marketing for you. It isn't. And if you can write, maybe a blog is better for you instead. But also do know that anytime that you sit down in front of a microphone for the first time, even if you are an accomplished public speaker, you'll freak out a little bit. So that's just part of the deal. If you want to know what it's like, go back and listen to like the very first podcast I hosted with Monica is rough. We did so many starts and stops. But we're better at it now. It is. And I always tell people by like episode 100, you're going to be great. Heck, we felt like we had won an award this morning because when we went to set up our microphones, it only took us like two minutes. And it used to take us like an hour and a half to figure out how to get it all to work. So you learn and you grow along the way. Don't expect yourself to be perfect at first. Done is better than perfect, friends. Everybody understands that you are where you are. So once you determine whether or not it's in your strengths zone, I want you to ask yourself, will it allow you to connect with the people that you need to in order to grow your organization? Yep. Is your audience between 12 and 54 years old? And are they in the United States? And remember that the fastest growing audience of podcasting is 55 plus. So if you're trying to reach an older demographic or people between the ages of, say, 35 and 55, You can connect with them through podcasting. You can meet new people this way. It's cool because unlike your blog, which you are only going to connect with people through Google, right? People Google search, they find your blog. Now, on podcasts, they are all distributed on different networks. So you have an additional way to connect with people through the network that your podcast is being distributed on. So think of that kind of as like the radio station. And it's connecting with people that are on that network. And people search on those networks for things that you might be covering on your podcast, but you also get to connect with them through Google. So it's a double whammy. You get more connection through the podcast than you might just get through your blog. Okay, so then the next question that I want you to ask yourself is, does your audience have a problem that they're trying to solve? Of course they do. Every audience is trying to solve a problem of some kind. And I guess... If you just have stories to tell and they're funny, I mean, comedy is the largest sector or category of podcasts out there. But 
on Marketing with Purpose, we always talk about how we're trying to connect with people through helping them solve their problems. That's our method of marketing, and that's how we feel not like yucky salespeople and like awesome people helping others along on their journey. That's what Marketing with Purpose is. So our podcasts are made to help people solve problems, and I believe that your podcast could do the same thing. And then you have to ask yourself, do you offer solutions to those problems that your audience has? And you, of course you do. Like, of course you do. It doesn't matter what kind of organization you are. You have a service and you help people solve their problem with that service, right? I mean, I I think it's logical. So yes. So Monica, why wouldn't somebody start a podcast? Okay. Well, what if you hate talking? Yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely a thing. If you're just snowed in with a bunch of other stuff or also like so time could be an issue. But then also if what you're doing in your marketing is really, really working and you're not interested in talking in front of a microphone, then I would not do it because what you're doing is working. You don't need to change it. You don't just you don't need to add a podcast just for the sake of having a podcast. That's not what marketing is about. Marketing is about figuring out what works for you and doing it. So if what you're doing is working right now, you don't need to change. So what if my topic's already covered? Oh, well, that's okay. Because you're going to cover it in a different way and you're going to use different words, tell different stories that are going to connect with people. And not everybody connects with everyone in the same way. I mean, think about how many marketing podcasts there are and hear people listen to ours, right? And it's just because we are ourselves and maybe they connect with us, right? I think another thing that people might ask is, what if I'm not techie? Well, that is that's tricky. So here's the deal, though. If you're not techie, just know that there are tons of free YouTube videos that you can watch that will tell you exactly how to do what. And there are also courses out online that you can pay for that people will take you through step by step everything that you need to do to to start your podcast, down to picking your topics, picking your microphone, setting up exactly what equipment. There's people that will teach you how to do this. So if you can make a monetary investment in it to not have to learn how to do it on your own, you can have somebody hold your hand all the way through it and it won't be so scary anymore. Well, and I think one thing too is like we have a lot of people that record their podcasts through like Zoom. So you don't necessarily have to know how to use all the software because you can do a Zoom podcast and then pay for a service that mixes your podcast down for you. Yeah. Oh, that's another point. So in podcasting, there's a lot of different pieces of it that you can outsource, like Stacey just said. So if you want to pay somebody to clean up your audio and make it sound better, that service is available. If you want to pay somebody to transcribe it for you, that service is available. There's all kinds of different little things you can do that aren't, they aren't um, super, super expensive. Like, it, I think it's $60 a podcast to have somebody go through and transcribe it for you. That's not so bad, you know? Like, I think that's at most. Yeah. So there's all kinds of different contractors out there that can help you with the tech part if that's something that is holding you back from starting your podcast. So once people get beyond the tech part of this, I feel like the next question is, what do I share? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have all kinds of ideas and I know that you do too. (laughs) Um, So I feel like 
one thing that any business or organization can share and benefit from is success stories because you want people to feel empowered and find the solutions that you offer. You want to show them how the problems that you help them solve and how the way that you help them solve those problems is going to change their lives and make their lives better. So success stories are always a really strong anchor for almost any podcast. I love a good podcast that interviews someone. That's my favorite kind of podcast to listen to because you get to learn about all kinds of different topics. And specific to this topic is a podcast right for your organization. I have learned about so many nonprofits across the country. I mean, one that always stands out to me is there is a music program in an inner city neighborhood in L.A., and that like I, I took a deep dive down into like all of their stuff because I learned about them on a podcast. That's super fun. I know that whenever I travel somewhere, I look for podcasts about those regions and I like to learn about the businesses that are there. I like to learn about the cities that I might see, the culture that they have. And so I spend a lot of time in podcasts listening and learning about the place where I'm going. Another thing that I think that businesses and nonprofits alike can do is highlight people in phases of their journey. So Stu McLaren talks about the success path. You have different milestones along the way to your ultimate vision of success. Even if we haven't fully defined it, all of us have a success path for our clients to go through. And I feel like in your podcast, you can highlight people in different phases of the journey because you want to connect with people in different phases of their success path. It's sometimes hard if you're undergoing a huge transformation to be able to see yourself on the other side. You want to connect with people who are where you're at. And so some ideas for that, or some examples of that, I should say, would be you could follow a family through a journey throughout a year. So for example, let's say that you are an autism treatment facility. You could champion a family throughout the year and show the milestones and progress that they make as a family, both their child in treatment and how the family interacts with them at home and the outcomes at the end of the year. And then families beginning treatment could identify, families in the middle of the year treatment could identify, and people at the end of the year could also identify. And then they don't have to meet a new character every single time. They can connect with a family as they go through the journey throughout the year, and that would be really fun. Um, Another example would be if you were a women's center and you have women coming from a bad situation at home and coming into your shelter. There's different phases of success that those individuals are going to go through that your organization is going to help them through. So think through what those phases might be and then see if you could find ways that are non-obtrusive obtrusive and safe, right, to share the different parts of the journey because it would be really difficult imagining myself coming from this bad home situation all the way through to I'm an independent person, I'm not threatened anymore, I am paying my own rent and I have a job and I'm a successful person in my own eyes from where I'm at today. So instead you can show those 
those little successes along the way, and then they can identify with someone in each phase of their journey. Because you don't want them to get discouraged. You want them to keep going. And sometimes we need to show those small wins to make sure that people can attach to that small win as much as to the big win and keep going through it. Another idea that we had was to interview experts. And so I think this one is an interesting one because along with the things that you provide that help people solve problems, there's other challenges that are either peripheral or directly related to what you're solving. And so bringing in other experts where the people can get more resources and think through another point of view, I think is a wonderful option for content. And it allows you to network with other people and give back to other organizations that you might want people to know about. I always feel like it's a great way to give back to the people that you also support by inviting them to be on your podcast and and featuring them as an expert so they can meet people. And oftentimes those people will have a reciprocal relationship with you and they'll invite you on their podcast and then you get to touch their audience too. Or at the very least, they'll share your podcast on social media or email their audience about it. So that way you get some mutual benefit from the interview. Another purpose that I can see podcasts really catching on, and this one, it pulls at your heartstrings a lot more. But I have spoken to multiple nonprofits who I feel like they should start a podcast almost like a support group. Sometimes going to support groups is well, it you have to make the decision that you're going to show up and be there in person. And that is a big step. It's a scary step. It's like physically admitting and being wi- willing to show up and show people your face to say, I'm going through this. And when you put it in a podcast, you can reach those people who are going through it and need a support group, and they are not willing to take that step yet. So you can connect them with people who are going through the same challenges that they're going through and help them understand that they're not alone. And I could see this being especially beneficial to people who are, say, breast cancer survivors or people who have went through infertility treatment and maybe had a successful outcome at the end. Outcome meaning baby. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I use weird like business terms and then I'm like, wait a second. I mean baby. Like they had a baby at the end of it. So I like the um, letting them know that they're not alone. But I do feel like if these stories are rooted in a light at the end of the tunnel, they went through this and then at the end of their journey, the outcome was successful, that's the type of stories I feel like we should share because we want to let people know that, hey, I went through this too, and now I'm okay. And and that's... Yeah. Things are hard, and we made it through. Now, if you are an arts or culture organization, you might consider sharing your history. I have thought it would be so fun to go interview, I call them the old timers that hang out down at the coffee shop or at the McDonald's every morning, and just ask them, hey, what was this town like back in the day? I think you could also interview local artists and talk to them, uh, just spur a discussion about different types of art, or even the journey that your community has gone through from an arts perspective. You could even talk about, hey, we put up this huge statue in the downtown area. What did that look like? What was the process? So you're just telling a story about your community and allowing people to rally around it and find 
community through that conversation. Now, I when we started this, right, we asked you, could you help people solve their problems? Like, is that something that you do? And we haven't even addressed that yet. And I think that that is probably the biggest cornerstone for our podcast. Monica, I know personally you, like through having Quimby, listened to a lot of dog training podcasts. Oh my goodness. You have no idea because Quimby's a small dog and I've only had big dogs. And I was freaked out about getting a small dog because I didn't want to have a crazy yapping creature that was trying to dominate everybody in my house. And I thought maybe it was just the dogs. And it turned out through listening to four hours worth of podcasts, I realized that it was actually the humans. (laughs) I know we've both listened to a million parenting podcasts because we like to be progressive in our parenting and think about how we are doing it and try to do it better every day. So definitely some problem solving there. And I think even if you had anything to share, if you have gardening tips, let's say that you're an urban agriculture organization, you can share with people gardening tips. Even as you are teaching volunteers to come in and garden on your farm, what are the things that you teach those volunteers? And could you share that with the general public? And in that way, be facilitating the values and the beliefs of your organization and bringing more people into you that you need to meet because they will support your cause. I love digging in the dirt. It's my favorite. We love dirt digging, man. So many plants between Stacy and I. See, I grow things you can't eat, and Stacy grows things that you can eat. That's mm-hmm. the difference between our gardens. So many things you can eat. I'm so excited. It's like almost time. I cannot grow anything that you eat. I literally killed them. I don't know why. Do you remember the time that I forgot to pick the zucchini and I brought it in and then we dressed it up with a face and stuff? It was huge. It was like a child. It was like the size of your arm. Like it was so big. But even if you are an Audubon Society and you could give people bird watching tips or hiking tips, traveling tips, like whatever it is, you help people solve problems every day. So think about the conversations that you have with the people you interact with on a daily basis in your organization and connect with people who have those same problems. Because here's the deal. Connecting with them will help you grow your organization because you are going to connect with people who have the same values and mission that you do. They are working towards solving the same problems that you help people solve. And even if they're not in your area, that does not mean they're not going to donate to you. It's awesome. Okay, so those were our suggestions for you. Stacy. before we close, do you have anything else you want to tell these folks about podcasting? I think just remember what Monica said. Podcasting is not for everybody, but you can reach a lot of people through podcasting. And if you start one now, you're getting in in the infancy of podcasting, and you can make a real impact if it is right for you. Because everybody and every organization, I shouldn't say everybody, every organization should be publishing some type of recurring content, whether it's a blog or your social media content or a podcast, whatever it is, you need to consistently be publishing content for your audience to draw people in. And maybe a podcast is right for you. Hopefully, by listening to this episode and asking yourself these questions, hearing these statistics, and also the inspirational ideas that Stacey and I came up with, you can potentially see yourself podcasting or you've ruled it out. And hey, no is a decision. I like, I like no. I like definite decisions. They make me so happy. (laughs) Okay, friends. Well, 
If you enjoyed this podcast or if you learned a thing or two, consider leaving us a review because that helps us meet more individuals and organizations just like you and help them learn to market with purpose. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E-Create.com for podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose. Market with Purpose.